Hey guys, I'm back. I had to do a part two. I was not even aware that I had ran out of time, but this is part two of episode 16 with D.L. Hughley and Monique. And if I'm not mistaken, I left off on the word ergonomic when I was giving you guys the definition of what the five hazard, uh, occupational hazard mean. And I'm sitting here laughing because I was like, damn, I was on a roll. And like I said with D.L. Hughley, my vocabulary is going to be on fleet messing with this brother. So ergonomic hazard, and I gave you guys the meaning of it and what it means of, no, was actually five different categories of it. Again, it was the physical safety hazard, chemical hazard, biological hazard, physical hazard, and ergonomic hazard. And what I found that what ergonomic hazard mean, it means the science concern with fitting the job or task to physical and mental capabilities of the workers. So he's basically saying that that bitch is not mentally, physically, emotionally. She is not able to withstand her position as a comedian. And he also goes on to say that, you know, Monique felt like she has merit. You know, basically she could have took it up with the promoter, which she did. He mentioned that she did go and speak to the promoter, but the promoter said to her, we're going on anyway. And this is in reference to the D.L. Hughley being a headliner in the show. He told her, you can do whatever you want to do, but we're going to go on anyway. And Monique knew that her ass needed to get up on that stage and go on and do the show because that would have been a breach of contract, right? It would have been a, a breach of contract. So she had to go on. But then like D.L. Hughley said, you could have come and talked to me. You know, your, honestly speaking, Monique Beef was not with D.L. Hughley. This is the thing I'm saying. She made it so personal, but this is the mental health. This is the feeling so combative and being so egregious and feeling so that everybody is against you. I know so many women like Monique. Everything is me, 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 me. You know, and like he said, everything about you is an occupational hazard. You know, you could have went and talked to that brother. You could have went behind stage and said, you know what, after all this shit is over with, let me talk to the brother. Because at the end of the day, it, let me tell you something. I watched a guy on um, on TikTok. I don't know who he was, but you know the videos. And he mentioned something. He said he don't care if he was a headliner, the outliner, the upliner, upside. It don't matter. Open or close. As long at the end of the night, as long as I got my money and my money is what I signed up for in that contract, who gives a fuck? So, you know, she really, really, you know, took it, you know, that way. Then she proceeds to go on stage and evacerate him. Now, y'all know, like I said earlier, I have to look at my boy D.L. Hughley and thank him because he's helping me build my vocabulary. Had to look at what evacerate mean. And she evacerated him, meaning to deprive of vital or essential parts. Didn't she talk about his D.L. and his penis? So I said, wow. Then you go on and you bring the wife, the dog, and Steve Harvey. Like D.L. Hughley said, what the fuck does that got to do with anything? But like, let, let, let me say this. The dog, which I thought was so, you, you, you don't have a heart. You are very, very insensitive, Monique. That dog is, it was a service dog for his dad. And when his dad passed, you know, the kids somehow wanted him to keep that memory, you know, or remind him of his dad. The kids was like, you know, dad, you know, you need to get the same dog that you got for dad. So the dog for D.L. Hughley is healing. You know, it could be healing. It can be therapeutic. It can be the closeness that he felt with his father. You ignorant ass bitch. You ain't even know what that meant. Then you go and say what you said to his wife. You, like I said earlier, you need to get over there and go publicly and apologize to him and to his wife, to his family, to his children. You were dead wrong. You assaulted his sexuality. 
You could have taken all that up with a lawyer, like D.L. Hughley said, or you could have came behind stage and you could have talked to me. But again, like I say, black people don't like black people. I used to argue with an old friend of mine about that a long time ago. He used to tell me, D, I'm going to tell you right now, black people don't like black people. And I would literally argue with this nigga. Oh, I don't want to hear that shit. And I was so pro-black. But as I learned and getting older and really paying attention to shit, black people don't like black people. I love what he also said. He said, Monique tries to weaponize black femininity, you know? And then also you tried to turn the audience against DL. You tried. I want to say that I don't think that the audience was laughing with her. I think they were laughing at her. Because if you notice, if you see her on the stage, for one, she was slumped over, like as if her back was hurting. Then you could see the, the you know, the pointing and the hunching of the shoulder, you know, and pointing a hand this way. And this mother effort this and this, you know, sometimes black women has a way of moving their body to make it like as if they hit a point or they did something big or they said something that was on cue. She really looked like she was on something. She was either on something or she had a mental breakdown. And it's just unfortunate at that day, because I believe something had to trigger that shit early on in the day or early on during the week. But it's just unfortunate that D.L. Hughley had to feel that wrath. But brother, you said nothing wrong. So um, like he said, you know, people come came there that day because of what was going on in the world recently, what we experienced. People were just going through the killing in, in Buffalo at the top supermarket with 10 people, elderly people were killed. It was a hate crime. Then you got the children that was killed in the school with the teachers. People came out to really get away from that. And like he said, people had to come get away from their problems and you besieged them with yours. Quick to play, you know, with your grievances, who you got beef with, what your problem is. And it's like, well, damn, Moni, you had a rant and this is exactly who you are. Let me tell you the grand fucking closing on this shit, though. I have reached another level of respect for D.L. Hughley. I don't care what nobody say. I, I, I follow D.L. Hughley. I listen to D.L. Hughley. And D.L. Hughley, to me, is a very well-educated black man that knows his shit. And he stands ten toes down in what he say. The grand opening and grand closing of that whole video that he did on his show the other day, and I was so like, yes. He closed this motherfucking girl down. This is what he said, and I quote, he said, Precious was not a movie. Precious was an autobiography. Mm, 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 mm. Wow. Precious was not a movie. Precious was an autobiography. So basically, that movie was who you really, really, really represent. That's you, Monique. That's you. And we can even go back and dig in her history and go on when she was being molested by her brother, her failed marriages, she had to pay her husband alimony. It can be that she's one of those women that always felt that she was picked on or she was never given her, her deserved, well-deserved. She was always the one that was, um, people didn't acknowledge her. She was invisible, you know, and I get it. Sometimes we have to, you know, we fight through so much and put ourselves in a certain position, you know, to where we have to continuously keep fighting to prove who we are or to fight to get that respect or to fight to even get our just deserve. There's a way to go about doing everything. And I am personally learning it every day. And if I'm wrong about anything, I will go to the person and say, I'm so sorry. If I said something to hurt you, if I did something to hurt you, I'm, I'm sorry. 
but I'm never the one to be so combative and so egregious and always confrontational when it comes to things. But I will not, I will be honest, my defense mechanism is always up because I always had to defend myself when it comes to people, be it if it's friends or family. That defense mechanism is always up because you always feel like you're under attack, especially when it's coming from the same people, especially when it's coming in the form that it's coming in. So I can understand that. But what I don't understand and what bothers me with the whole scenario is, damn, Monique, you really hit hard and hit this brother low on stage in front of people. Again, Black people love creating a clown show in front of the world. And all this holding hands and coming together and we all should get together and black people got to do better. It will never happen. Black people is too conditioned and too mentally fucked up with the hate to each other. We don't never want to see each other do better than the other person that goes on in the world. And it definitely goes on in families. So it'll never happen. And it's just so unfortunate that back to back to back to back is so much going on. Black people is the headline of everything in the news. Everything. And this is what we're doing. You have built the platform for yourself in 30 years, Monique. So have D.L. Hughley. Okay. Both of y'all are influential. Both of you guys have put yourself in a celebrity status where you guys have a fan base that loves you. Y'all sell out arenas. Y'all sell out concerts. You know, people tune in and listen to what you have to say. People are inspired. People are motivated. And this is how you go on a stage to continue to keep the narrative about how black women act. But you're the first one that went on live talking about black women walking in a motherfucking airport with a goddamn bonnet. The contradiction. There's so much, you're so contradictive. It's so much contradiction in, in your wrath. And you're so mentally, you know, off balance that you're not even aware. Like, oh shit, I done sat here and I went live talking about sisters wearing bonnets. You know, sugar, come here, baby. Hey, sugar, we got to do better, sisters. You know, I'm telling you, baby, honey, sugar. Like he said, that's transparently false. That's not real. You don't mean that from the heart. Like all this baby and sugar shit, that don't hold no weight. Come here, sugar. Sister, let, let, let me say something to you, sister. You don't need to wear that bonnet, sister. Let me tell you something, sugar. You know, so endearing, but at the same time, it ain't real. So it's like, wow. This is this 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 is just what it is now. This is what it is now. And with that being said, guys, I'm just gonna um I'm going to end it. That was my rant. You know, that's, it wasn't a rant, but that's what I had to say for the night. Um, tune in, you know, again, share, subscribe, you know, support again. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, YouTube, you know, follow your girl and stay tuned for more content. With that being said, you guys have a good night on purpose. Talk to you later. Bye.